This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. Now, the Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. And faces his greatest danger. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. A soaring new adventure. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. The animated movie. Coming for a Christmas you'll never forget. Welcome to Movie Umpers. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. The sounds you hear may be dogs. Uh, you will definitely hear dogs. Yeah. We got a new dog. His name is Bruce. <laughs> He's large and young. Yeah. Our other dogs are smaller and old. Yeah. And they don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Completely true. Well, one really doesn't like him. One doesn't like him, but to be honest, she's handling it better than I thought she would. So it's going to be okay. Our oldest, I think, does like him. He does. But he's too old to keep up with him. Yeah, he wants to play, but he gets tired really quickly. And the movie we're talking about today, we actually watched the first evening we spent with Bruce, and it sort of solidified... That yeah. his name was going to be Bruce. It's kind of more of a coincidence because it was bouncing around in my head a long time. It w- Yes, but then it was, I guess just by the time the movie was over, we were like, your name is Bruce. It's uh, Adolescent Power Fantasy Month. Yes. And we're squeezing in another Batman. This is based on the Paul Dini, Bruce, Tim mm-hmm. version. This movie is a spinoff. From the Bat- the Batman Adventures cartoon. It just spurned out of Batman fever. So they greenlighted a cartoon, and these guys, they made this cartoon that was almost like a 40s Art Deco style, but it was balancing, like, a good-hearted Batman with the with the dark imagery. Mm-hmm. And it's really one of my favorite cartoons ever. But I've never seen this animated movie. It was released in theaters in 93. Gosh, really? That long ago? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It is now... At the top of my favorite Batman movies. I think in pure story, it's probably one of the best stories in a Batman movie yeah. that's been theatrically released I like think this. For me, it's like 89 Batman, original Batman, and then this, and then <laughs> others. We're talking about Batman Mask of the Phantasm, an animated film based on that style. Yeah. Directed by Eric Radomski and Bruce Tim, Written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. Uh, Paul Dini was on the ground floor of the creation of this cartoon. The animated, it's animated, I think, in both, I had read in both Korea and Japan. Okay. Also, it features the voice talents of the late Kevin Conroy, Dana Delaney, and Mark Hamill. Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker is the voice of the Joker. Yes. And we were talking I about, I didn't know that. We were talking about good Jokers. Yeah. In our Batman 89 episode. I mean, the best one is the Jared Leto Joker. We no, know that. No, But the Mark Hamill Joker in the Batman the Animated Series is pretty great. Yeah, he can be number two. But when the Jared Leto Joker, when he puts his hand over his, his mouth and he's got the smiley face tattooed on the back of his is mouth. Is that your favorite You don't think Jared that's Leto the Joker coolest tattoo? fucking thing you've ever seen? No, sir. And it's number two after Ha Ha Ha. This is really, I really wanted to do this as an homage to Kevin Conroy, who we lost. Was it earlier this year? 
sometime within a year, he passed away of cancer. I think it might have been earlier this year. Yeah. The voice of Batman, and he's kind of the the best voice of Batman. It's hard to, even when I'm like, if I'm reading like a funny book, one of those funny books. <laughs> Oh, you mean those comic books? Yeah. Those comedian books? And I'm like reading a Batman. I am hearing Kevin Conroy's voice. That's really sweet. When I when I read the comic. Yeah. It really is the best one. And his Bruce Wayne is a little like lighter, a little more upbeat. And I think what I like about the Batman from the animated series is that he was genuinely a good dude. He went he went out and he had the gimmick to strike fear in the hearts of villains. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he genuinely wanted to like help everyone the best that he could. He wasn't like <clears throat> lost in his brooding, you know. That's what, what I loved so much about sorry to interrupt you. But that's what I loved so much about this one is that we got to see that lighthearted Bruce, a younger Bruce, a before he had the suit Bruce. We also got to see that side of him that I personally have never seen because I haven't read a lot of the comic books, but the idea that the reason he's doing what he's doing is because he made a vow to his parents and he feels some sort of obligation to make this city better in their honor. But he's met this ch- chica, on on Andrea Beaumont. Boudre- Beaumont. 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 Boudreaux. And she's swept him off his feet. She mm-hmm. knows a little judo. She's uh, She seems to be kind of cocky, independent. She's got like a good personality. This is presented as uh, Bruce Wayne's first love mm-hmm. as he's starting to figure out how to become a Batman. Yeah. So we got like a nice origin story into a movie, but it's done in a way where you understand the origin story. It's more like an extra layer. To the origin of. But it goes back and forth between present day and the past a lot. Yeah. He's going out just in like black clothes. And sometimes I was a little confused. It was a little confusing. That was very cool to kind of see him just, I'm just going to go fight people that are bad. He so hasn't worked it out yet that he actually gets in like a plainclothes fight with some bad guys in front of her at one point. And I think you said like he kind of, he like kind of stops himself from going too far Mm -hmm. because... He's not trying to appear that he's some big super badass right then. So he's in that position in his early days where he he knows he can't have both. Yeah. He can't have the relationship and he can't be Batman at the same time. What am I still doing this for? It's got to be one or the other. I can't have it both ways. I can't put myself on the line as long as there's someone waiting for me to come home. Miss Beaumont would be glad to know you feel that way, Master Bruce. She's holding on line one, sir. He gets a ring, so he chooses her. Yeah. But then the ring is sent back to him. The very next day. And something happens, and she's sent off. Mm -hmm. Well, cut to, you know, present day or whatever, and there's this thing called the phantasm that's going around and killing mob bosses. And when Batman arrives... Oh, and there's like this councilman who's who's corrupt, yes. but like he's got a vested interest in condemning Batman. Isn't there always? So, <laughs> so, when, so when Batman shows up in these scenes, everyone thinks that what the phantasm has done is what the bat is doing. He also sort of in silhouette looks like. Yeah. It's the same silhouette, so it's really easy if you only get a glimpse. He kind of looks like the Grim Reaper. He's got a cloak. He's got like a scythe hand. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, 
who is this person? And Bruce Wayne knows it's not him. So now he has to try to figure out who it is. So he starts trying to put the pieces together of these people who are getting killed. And Commissioner Gordon's trying to explain that Batman's not, he's not killing people. But ultimately, the politics goes against him. Yeah. And the Gotham PD has to try to hunt Batman down. But Gordon basically is like, well, I'm not having a part of it. If you want to go get him, you go get him. But it's <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's really More sweet. cops should do that, honestly. Just refuse to uphold the law as <laughs> is their job. Well, I mean. When the law. He knew they were wrong. No, I mean, you don't have to lawfully assert every little thing oh, just because yes. of out of technicality maybe you can make some choices not to ruin people's lives in certain predicaments Absolutely. just because i mean they certainly give themselves a pass mm-hmm. when they bend the law that's uh are complaining about the police uh segment of the show but it seems pretty obvious that th- that the phantasm and i feel like the movie doesn't drag it like it's going to be some amazing mystery it seems pretty obvious that it's Andre Andrea. Well, I will say as voiced I, by Dana Delaney. I fell for her version of the story at first. I thought it was her dad. And I actually I thought it was her dad and then she tried to blame it on her dad, basically. And come to find out there's been a connection between her dad, who's this wealthy man, and all these gangsters. Uh oh. Looks like dad's got company business type company doesn't usually see clients here at least not at this hour basically why she had to leave bruce her her dad is corrupt they killed him that's why she came back so they ran they they went to europe and they ran all over europe for years and he eventually paid off like he thought he'd paid people off but i guess in the payoff they then could find him and they showed up one day and killed him and because there's this scene where she actually is like I thought it was okay now. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you did this. And he basically was like, it's never okay. Like, whoever the guy who killed him was. And so then that's why she came back to kill everybody who was responsible for her father's death. So Revenge. And you'll notice that Batman and the Phantasm, they don't have some fight scene. They kind of see each mm-hmm. other. But then the Phantasm runs away. Like, they don't have this big action combat scenario. Don't you think that she's afraid he'll know? Yeah. Yeah. But she guesses that he's Batman. Oh, like, immediately. Like, quickly. Like, she figures it out. She sees the Batman at the Wayne yeah. Cemetery plot. I kind of like that everyone's... Just, they're not hemming and hawing. They, like, they're, the main players are clever enough to figure each other out very quickly. Mm-hmm. And when they... And, and when it is announced that... You're, I mean, I wasn't surprised when it ends... When it revealed that it was her. But it just felt so casual how... She's just, like, taking the cowl off. Well, because the Joker figured it out because he was also with the, these mob guys back well, the in the jo- day. The Joker comes into play when one of the guys that's left, he can't get any help because everyone's scared to death. Right. But he can go to the Joker and the yeah. Joker's crazy. Come to find out, they don't call him Jack Napier or anything. They don't say what his old name was. And there's, like, certain aspects of Joker. There's, like, the gangster that fell into the the chemicals the jack napier like in batman 89 and then there's just this idea of the joker that he's just this force of nature we don't know where he came from or Mm. why he was right Mm -hmm. and you see that version a lot too especially in the heath ledger one kind of has that vibe right Mm. but in this one it it doesn't say his name but joker is one of the gang you can tell by the way his face is (laughs) 
draws, draws. a smiley face <laughs> on this man's face and goes, <gasps> and then he knows where to go. Like, he basically goes the Joker's lair, and right before that, when the Joker came face to face with the Phantasm, he just straight up looked at the Phantasm and was like, dang lady, you really know what you're doing, and or something. I don't know what he said to her, but he called her lady, and she just ripped her mask off, and she went, well, you figured it out. Like, it was <laughs> yeah, so yeah. And the Joker's, funny. and he's great in this movie. He's oh, got yeah. great lines. Mark uh. Hamill seems like he's going a little bit extra. Now hold on to your hat and watch the valuables. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> I love I love that um that city. It was like the oh, metropolis yeah. the of the future, future world. the future world. Yeah, because they showed it in the flashback that was one of the first dates that Bruce and Andrea went on. Mm-hmm. And then that's then where the Joker's kind of hanging out in this movie is the dilapidated version of Futureland. The Futureland, yeah. I love And he's got the robots that work for him and well, shit. And there's like the mom robot that he yeah. acts like it's his wife. That was kind of fun. I loved it. He was so much. That character was great in this movie. <laughs> yeah. As the shit comes down, Joker's revealed that he's rigged all the underground tunnels with explosives, of course. Of course, he's the Joker. And Batman's <laughs> trying to uh Andrea's trying to kill the Joker mm-hmm. while Batman's trying to save everyone and get them out. And the whole place ends up getting blown up. Got we've seen this is the second Batman movie where we get an abandoned theme park that has to get blown up at the end of the movie. She grabs the Joker and then goes into smoke and then they're just both gone. We don't know where they went. Yeah, it's weird because Batman's standing right next to them and he basically is like, let him go. It's not worth it. Come with me. And she's like, it's too late for that. And then there's an explosion. Kind of a cliffhanger there. Yeah, you. there is sort of a... Isn't there something that happens right after that kind of makes you think that she's not dead? Yeah, but I don't think but it even... But it's not super clear. It didn't really imply that she necessarily died. It's more like we just saw her disappear. Yeah. You know? Well, because she... And she always was disappearing in that smoke stuff, too. So she had, like, some tricks up her sleeve. And that cartoon kept running, and the Joker came back, so he wasn't dead. Yeah. But you never would have thought that anyway. No. The Joker can't die. It's an int- it was a, just an interesting little animated story. Probably one of my... Co- main complaints is that for a theatrical release i mean it's playing off that years of batman fever it was a point where people would just go see batman for any reason yeah and that's what got this release in the theaters i wish i'd seen this in a theater but i wouldn't it, have appreciated it then but the animation execution is exactly the same as the show and it's not bad i like it but you kind of wish that maybe they went a little more oomph in the animation department. If there is a cartoon show that then they make a movie and the animation is different, I hate it. I don't, I want it to look like what it's supposed to look like. Like if they, ch- so I don't know, but I wasn't watching but, it at the time, but, but I just. The show is yeah, being churned out like 30 episodes a year. You sure. really can't go like Snow White style with it. Air, no. Like 30 times a year. But if you're going to do an animated movie, put a little bit more oomph into it. Fair. But, I, I get your point. I just, if it changes a lot, I don't like it. There's just a reason why it's different on weekly television shows yeah. and it would be in the movies. Like, yeah. it wouldn't bother me none. Make it look flashy. And I think they came out with like a Batman Superman movie special where it did seem like the animation was a little bit, like a little bit That's up. cool. And that led into the Superman, the animated series, which had Dana Delaney, who was the voice of Andrea, 
uh, voice Lois Lane in that right. cartoon. So. Right. Um, you know what is an interesting through line with maybe every Batman movie is how very much Alfred wants to marry him off. Yeah. He really wants him to find... I mean, he wants him to find the right girl. He wants him to be happy. But every time he thinks there's a right girl... Well, because Alfred's afraid. Alfred is the sweetest man in the world. Alfred is afraid that something's going to happen to him one day. He's getting older. And who's going to take care of Bruce? And Bruce needs someone to take care of him because he won't remember to, like, eat. He'll never be as saccharine as Michael Caine in that third Christopher Nolan movie. I know. Talking about the Italian restaurant or whatever. Someday. We got two more adolescent power fantasies left for the month. One, a vintage one. We got a pirate picture, and then we are going to be watching the century's first entry of the superhero zeitgeist we have today. And I was really excited when when I saw the trailer for this for the first time back in 2000. X-Men. We're talking about the first X-Men movie. That will be our last adolescent power fantasy wow. movie. Wow. Okay. So uh, we're going to rate this one, this kind of a deep cut animated Batman movie, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm from Mm -hmm. 93. You're going to give this one through five. I'm going to give this one through five combined for best out of 10. Mm -hmm. I am going to give it a 4.25. Wow, you went pretty high. I really do love it. I want to watch it again. It was one of the most endearing Batman stories I have ever seen if not the most i really loved the banter between he and andrea she might no she is my favorite batman girlfriend Mm. and the joker's brilliant the fact that we still got the joker even though he wasn't the main villain good joker in this one yeah good joker and they used him really well too Mm -hmm. so i give it a 3.75 okay so that that gives it uh that's an an eight. eight An 8 out of 10 for Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. So, yeah, we got uh, another A adolescent power fantasy movie. Um, let's see here. I'm going to put it between Manhunter. I'll put it under a rope. There you go. Look at that. Look at the bottom. Number 28. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. A very underrated, underrated Batman movie. And yes. Story-wise, one of the better ones out there. High recommend. Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. What do you think the best Batman movie is? Have you seen this one? This one's pretty good, right? Tell us what you thought about it. Were you a fan of the old Batman the Animated Series like I am? Maybe it was just I saw it when I was a kid, but I go back and I still think it's pretty fucking good. But even if you never watched it, I'm sure I saw it from time to time, but I didn't. I loved this. Recommended if you're into this kind of fare. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hit like and subscribe. Give us a comment, and uh, we will see you next time. Death to all traitors.